welcome to this endo life. I'm Jessica Duffin. I'm an endo warrior, an endo health coach, and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. As always, this podcast is here for educational purposes only. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to give a shout out to my lovely sponsors at BU. And I wanted to tell you about their new bath bombs, which are naturally made and contain beautiful essential oils and their peppermint and eucalyptus essential oils um, bath bomb is doing so well right now with endometriosis community they're getting loads of feedback about it and you know if you love the patches themselves you're going to love the bath bombs because essentially it's (laughs) the patch in a bath bomb. Um, so, you know, if you're on your period or if you're in pain, you could have a bath with some of the bath bombs or one of them. I don't know. You could have multiple if you want. Um, and then get out the bath, maybe rub in some CBD balm and put your patch on top, which is, um, what a lot of people are feeding back that they're doing. So, um, I would love to do that, but, um, I don't have a bath, so I can't. But if you have a bath, um, then, you know, I think these new bath bombs could be a lovely way to help alleviate some of your pain. So if you'd like to check them out, you can go to BU, which is buonline.co.uk. And you can also order them from anywhere in the world on cultbeauty.co.uk and they deliver worldwide. So before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to give a shout out to the lovely girls at Semaine. They are two sisters with endometriosis. They've been on the show before and they founded Semaine, which is a supplement company for people with periods to originally their first supplement was to aid with PMS and period pain. And I know that it is a lifesaver for so many people with endometriosis and painful periods. I absolutely love that supplement. It's really helped me when I've had to kind of follow protocols for SIBO or, you know, I've had a stressful time and I've been worried about my period. I've been able to avoid a flare with that supplement and they've always been so kind and um, kindly sent me sent me them when I when I've needed them. And now they've come out with a new supplement called The Daily, and it is a hormone balancing supplement, which is designed to help with healthy skin, stable mood, fewer cravings in your luteal phase, blood sugar balance. And they recently gifted it to me. Honestly, I said this to my client the other day, my blood sugar levels have never felt so stable as they did when I was taking that daily supplement. As you guys know, I I work very hard to stabilize my blood sugar levels because that will keep inflammation down. And it also ensures that you have healthy balanced hormones. It's, It's really, really key. And I have a history of having really unstable blood sugar. Originally growing up, it was because of my eating disorder. But then in later years, it was much more down to firstly following a vegan diet when I didn't understand how to build my plate, a healthy blood sugar balancing plate. And secondly, because of my microbiome and my microbiome because of SIBO is 
built to actually extract more glucose from my food and cause blood sugar instability. This is actually a really key piece of blood sugar. If your blood sugar is resisting all of the strategies you're trying, that is a massive clue that your microbiome is affecting the way that your blood sugar is is being controlled in your body. So we need to work on that, work on your gut. And mine has improved, mine has improved massively, but I still react much more um, erratically than someone else would to blood sugar fluctuations. And I couldn't believe the difference. It was like I had a whole month of like stable blood sugar. It was incredible. And as a result, I had much more of a healthier cycle. I felt a lot more satisfied. I had less food cravings. I just felt a lot more stable in energy. So I'm a really big fan of this. And as I said, blood sugar is a huge piece to managing your hormones, hence why blood sugar is such a big part of their their supplement. So the girls have kindly given me a discount code for you guys. It will get you 20% off your first um, order, whether that's the daily or the PMS and period support capsules. And the code is ENDOLIFE, one word, all caps. So E-N-D-O-L-I-F-E. And that code is valid for the next six months, I believe. So you can use it at any time. Um, So let me know how you get on with them. I'd love to hear if you find them as amazing as I did. And I hope that they bring you a happier and healthier cycle and period. Hi, everyone. Um, I hope that everyone is having a great week so far. Before we start this episode, I just wanted to give you guys a bit of context and a disclaimer. So as you might know, I'm just wrapping up my The Endo Belly course. We have been going for seven weeks now, and this is our last week. And I was reflecting on some of the content for it. And I realized that there's a couple of things that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, I have shared some of it with you, but one of them is symptom management options. Now, you know I'm all about root causes and solving those root causes or managing them if they can't be, you know, completely resolved. I'm not about sticking a plaster over you know, masking things with supplements or medication. So that's not what this episode is about. We're not just going to take some supplements and kind of pretend that we're fine. I want these to be options to help you to feel well on a day-to-day basis whilst you solve your root causes or until you can solve your root causes. So use these as a way to kind of make your IBS and your endo belly more bearable, but don't use it as kind of like the end resolution. That's not what this is intended for. So today is like symptom management options from the course, and I'm giving you specific doses. Now, I'm not a dietitian or a nutritionist or a doctor, so I can't legally prescribe you doses. However, I can provide you with options for symptom management and treatment options and provide you with the references for them so that you can take those references to your doctor and to discuss them with your doctor and make a decision. So don't go ahead with these protocols without talking to your doctor. 
But all of these doses are from my training with Dr. Alison Seebecker. Now, amazingly, Dr. Alison Seebecker has all of these doses in a public handout on her website. So they're designed for SIBO, well, from her perspective, they're for SIBO, but they're for any IBS symptoms. So they're for general symptoms, IBS symptoms, and a lot of these symptoms are also SIBO symptoms. So you don't need to have SIBO, you can just have IBS symptoms. And the handout also provides these doses. So they're in our course, but they're publicly available as well. So in the show notes, I've linked to the handout. I've also linked to other references where, where they're needed so that you can take this handout and discuss it with your doctor. But Alison Sieb- Dr. Alison Seebecker is a doctor, so these are safe doses. But please, please discuss with your doctor before you try any of these supplements. So I think that's a disclaimer done. Um, this is a short episode, but I hope a very impactful one and helpful. So let's get to it. So let's kick off with charcoal. Activated charcoal is great for diarrhea, abdominal pain, not pelvic pain. This is like abdominal pain specific to gut health, gas and acid reflux. It it works by absorbing gases, which reduces pressure in the gut and that pressure can lead to cramping. And of course, by reducing the gas, it reduces bloating. It also absorbs fluid, so it reduces diarrhea too. The doses are up to 1,000 milligrams every one to three hours for diarrhea, up to 1,000 milligrams every two to six hours for bloating, gas, and abdominal pain, up to 1,000 milligrams 30 minutes before a meal and one hour after food for endobelly trigger foods. Now, what I mean by this is if you have to eat something that you know is probably going to make you bloat or gassy or swell up, but you're a bit stuck for choices, say, you know, you're at a family thing or wedding or you're on holiday, on holiday, then you could use charcoal. I don't advise you just use it for every meal. So, you know, you can just eat whatever you want all the time because you'll end up very constipated because it absorbs fluid and it would just mean that your spot treating symptoms are not really getting to root cause. But I've found it very helpful as a coping strategy on holiday and at weddings. And you can also use it up to 500 milligrams every two to three hours for acid reflux. Now, some things to consider when taking charcoal. Don't consume more than 4,000 milligrams a day. It can cause constipation, so reduce the dose if constipation occurs or use with magnesium citrate, which you'll learn about shortly, or you could use stool softeners instead. And I've listed some natural stool softeners in the handout. If you do use magnesium citrate to avoid any constipation, take it an hour after the charcoal or just before bed. Your bowel movements may look dark after charcoal. Don't worry, it just stains everything. This is completely normal. And it does absorb everything. So so take it 30 minutes before meals, supplements or medication and one hour or one hour after if you're going to take it again. Some research has shown that it can cause vomiting if accidentally inhaled. So if you struggle with small airways or you struggle to swallow, just be cautious with this. I personally prefer using capsules as I've tried to use the powder stirred into water and I've accidentally accidentally inhaled it myself once or twice. So the capsules don't tend to avoid that. <laughs> 
So now let's look at ginger. Ginger is my absolute favorite. Ginger is effective for nausea and vomiting, gas, bloating, fullness, or the feeling that food won't go down, and abdominal pain. So ginger is a prokinetic, which means it stimulates the migrating motor complex and gut motility. So it moves gas down and out of the small intestine. This therefore helps with gas, bloating, pressure, and abdominal pain. And it helps food to go down as well, if you're feeling like you're not digesting your food properly. And as I've mentioned, it is a known and proven great tool for nausea and vomiting. The doses are 1,000 milligrams one to two hours after meals or at bedtime for nausea, bloating, gas, vomiting and abdominal pain. Or 1,000 milligrams 30 minutes before meals to aid with appetite if you feel nauseous and that is putting you off food. Some things to consider when taking ginger are do not consume more than 2,000 milligrams a day. It can cause something called ginger burn, which feels like heat or acid reflux in the esophagus or stomach. And if that occurs, take less, stand up and move around so it starts to go down, as I find that ginger burn tends to happen when you're lying down or reclining. That's when it happens for me and my clients. And try sipping on lots of water. In people with interstitial cystitis, As it's a spice, it might cause some irritation, but this tends to vary from person to person. Finally, fresh ginger root is usually not as effective as dried ginger root powder, so we're going to go for a thousand milligrams in the form of capsules. Now let's look at peppermint. Peppermint can be used for abdominal pain, bloating, general IBS symptoms. There's lots of research on peppermint for IBS, indigestion and pain with bowel movements, which I know many of you suffer with. Peppermint relaxes the smooth muscles of the intestines, so it helps significantly with cramping and abdominal pain, and it helps to ease the transition of gas. It's also been shown to be 67% effective for reducing severe IBS symptoms, which is pretty impressive stuff. So the doses are, use peppermint tea or a tincture following the label dose for pain or sensations higher up in the abdomen. This is because peppermint generally works locally. So if you feel symptoms around the stomach area, then the peppermint tea or tincture will be able to affect that area because they're not sealed up in a pill, whereas the pills are coated and are designed not to be released until they exit the stomach. So they're not going to work for discomfort that's higher up. Use the label dose of triple coated tablets for mid to lower abdominal symptoms and you can use that as needed or daily and the research has shown that pain and symptoms improve significantly with long-term use with peppermint oil so you'll want to kind of carry on using this for at least a month. You can also apply peppermint essential oil to the abdomen Follow the label instructions as some oils require you to dilute them in a base oil. So just be careful, read the label. And a quick tip here is that you can actually use those BU patches that I talk about on my podcast over the abdomen to ease spasms. Um, And you can use those for up to 12 hours and you can wear them daily. So when I 
I don't really get really painful SIBO or IBS flares um, because even though I've relapsed, it is well managed. So I never really have that kind of pain. But if I've had it, I think once or twice in the past year, I've had it and I've used the um, patches and it's made such a huge difference. It's really calmed things down pretty quickly. So some things to consider when taking peppermint are it can cause acid reflux in some people because it relaxes the muscles. So it can open up the sphincter connecting the stomach and the esophagus. So then the stomach acid can just travel up the esophagus. If this happens to you, try a pill that's triple coated and designed to bypass the stomach. For some people, peppermint can also cause nausea. So if that you know occurs for you, then this probably isn't the best option at this time. Just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by BU. These natural patches last for 12 hours, so they bring you prolonged relief and can begin working on relaxing your muscles before the pain kicks in, so you're prepared even if your period comes during the middle of the day. Some people even find that wearing them a night before their period can really help soothe the inflammation in the area. To shop, just head to link in my show notes. Now let's look at magnesium. Um, We're specifically looking at magnesium citrate or oxide, and they can be used for constipation. And these types of magnesium draw water into the colon, helping to create a bowel movement. The dose is up to 2,000 milligrams at bedtime, two hours away from food, daily or as needed until you have a bowel movement. However, 1,000 milligrams is normally effective for many, So see what works for you, but that's usually a a sweet spot. And some things to consider when taking magnesium citrate or oxide are, you need to start slowly, beginning at 500 milligrams and building up until you find the dose that works for you. Generally, increasing your dose slightly each night should be a good pace, but keep in mind it can take a few nights to get to work, so don't be too hasty. Too much will cause abdominal cramping, bloating and diarrhea and if that occurs, reduce the dose back down until you get to a dose that creates a healthy bowel movement without watery stools or discomfort. Food will reduce the effects so keep in mind that you need to take it two hours away from food. And finally, you have to use either magnesium oxide or citrate. Other forms of magnesium are not laxatives and they will they will be absorbed in the body rather than making their way down to the colon. Now let's look at partially hydrolyzed guar gum. PHCG, as it's known as, can be used for all IBS symptoms and there are multiple studies and reviews on this. Constipation, improving stool consistency, diarrhea, bloating and gas, and increasing beneficial bacteria. PHCG is a type of soluble low FODMAP fiber, which is generally safe and well tolerated by even SIBO patients. It's a longer term symptom management tool, whereas the others bring relief the same day. This tends to need about a month to build up to the benefits. It helps to bulk up stores, making it effective for both constipation and diarrhea. So the dose is five to six grams daily, 
ideally dissolved in hot water on an empty stomach for at least one month and likely ongoing for maintenance. Some people do put it with tea, coffee, smoothies or even porridge, but many of the labels just suggest on an empty stomach. Increase to the full dose across one to two weeks, especially if you're SIBO positive. So start out lower with say one gram and then increase by half a gram or a gram a day. Some things to consider when taking PHGG are that, ironically, in some people, likely people who have SIBO or extensive gut issues, it might cause bloating. So give yourself a month or so on it and see how you respond. If it's noticeably bad, reduce back down to a level you can tolerate or discontinue. Generally, it is thought to be safe for SIBO, but we're all different and SIBO is so individual that we just can't guarantee it will be well tolerated by everyone. And alongside that, it may also cause some GI distress. So basically an irritation of your IBS symptoms. And if you have SIBO and you don't respond well to it, it could worsen those symptoms. However, as I've mentioned, on the whole, it's well tolerated. Just watch out for what occurs with your symptoms. I wanted to also let you know that there are multiple other options to help with these symptoms, including more supplements and some at-home remedies too. And I've linked to a handout in this slide by my tutor, Dr. Alison Seebecker, which provides all of these symptom options. You don't need to use them all, but I would recommend that you have a read of it so that you know your options. And I also recommend trying some of the simple home remedies before spending lots of money on expensive supplements. But before we do any of that, remember, getting our foundations in place can make a huge difference to gut health. So start off with the first nine therapies before you start spot treating with lots of different supplements. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about what I do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it, um, you can head to my Instagram page, which is this underscore endolife. Um, you can head to my website, which is www.thisendolife.com. And you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website. Um, I've put the link in my show notes. It's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis. As always, if you like this show, please rate, review and or subscribe. It really, truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis. This episode was produced by The Pod Farm. Whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started, visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world. 